0: Open your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 100. There were um, handouts on the back, new for just this day. I hope you were uh, able to get one. I pulled out my Thanksgiving file, um, like I suppose many preachers do on special holidays. I, I guess this is probably—I can't say for sure—that I have preached every Thanksgiving since being called into the ministry, but likely um, I have. So um, the file is pretty thick, because this would be um, at least the 37th um, Thanksgiving. It can be hard to be fresh. It can be hard to come up with something new. And then um, after I get through with all that nonsensical thinking... um, I refocus myself on that which is always relevant, always fresh, always quick, always powerful, always sharper than a two-edged sword, the very words of the living God. Amen? And so I did um, pick a, a psalm. It's a familiar psalm, no doubt, to all of us. I have no doubt I've spoken on um, this before, but we are going to look at, at Psalm 100 uh, today. It's, a, it's brief, but it's, it's power-packed. We certainly in the time we have, won't go every over everything. But um, psalms, as uh, thanksgiving in the psalms, as you know, is, is a major theme. Uh, the word that is translated thanksgiving from the Hebrew into the uh, English is um, done so some 11 times uh, in the actual word, in the psalms. But additionally, when we think about thanksgiving, of course, thanksgiving... Um, also flows into um to praise um, such as um praise him praise the lord and that's used in the psalms over 100 times and then um we are called in the psalms like psalm 103 is a is an example to 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 bless the lord to bless his, his holy name and 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 that um uh, imperative is given some 33 times uh, in the psalm. So the psalms are, are full of this idea of thanksgiving. So it's, a, it's natural that we would turn to that. And of the 150 psalms, the inscription or the title for this psalm is unique. Is it is the only psalm of the 150 psalms that actually has the title a psalm for thanksgiving. And so uh, we are going to uh, look at We're going to look at that today. I put in your handout there some Thanksgiving quotes. If you've been with me for many of those um, over 36 years, you've seen these quotes before. I I have lots of other ones. I I, I like quotes that are biblically based and encouraged us, and and, um, especially depending on who the people are that make the quote, because sometimes that makes the quote even more powerful. And uh, I, I read a couple here, Anne Frank, Whoever is happy will make others happy too. Um, I like the one from Helen Keller, as you know, um, blind, uh, her whole life. So much has been given to me, I have no time to ponder over that which has been denied. Um, and the last one there, an honest one. Thanksgiving is a course of which we never graduate. And so I think it's, it's good it's an amazing thing that in a, in a nation that seems to have gone in secular in so many ways, pagan in so many ways, it, it breaks all of our hearts, I know, that we still are, as a nation, celebrate this one day that more than any other day stays true to its purpose, and that is that of thanksgiving, thanking. God for um, for all He has done, for who He is, and this psalm um, really points to that, points us to it. So it's Psalm 100. Um, it's it's probably the old guy that's in me, so um, I'm going to read it twice. It's only five verses, and uh, I don't think it won't take that much time, but. Um, We usually use the NASV, occasionally the ESV, but most of us that are gray-headed, we've memorized this in the King James or the New King James. That's what our ears are used to hearing, and so I don't want to disappoint you with that this morning. And so let me read first that in the, the New King James, a psalm of thanksgiving. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Let's listen to it uh, again from NASB. it's It's very similar, but it's good to hear uh, the very words of God. A psalm of thanksgiving. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord, he himself, is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks and bless his name, for the Lord is good his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. The song, or the hymn, All People That on Earth Do Dwell, was written from this psalm and sang um, as part of the um, liturgy of the early uh, church, going back for centuries, um, as they thank uh, the Lord, there are other psalms that are that are similar, and uh, we won't go into that today because of the time. But um, this psalm is 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 pretty easy to to break up, and there's a lot of different ways that you could uh, outline it. But it has seven imperatives in it um, that just sort of go rapid fire: boom, 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 boom. I tried to accent them. With the uh, extra when I when I read them, so that you could see them, so that you could pick them up. Um, in the psalm, there's uh, there's two explanations, if you will, of why we should um, give thanks to the Lord. And there's that final, if you will, a, a, an invitation uh, to thank God in the last verse. And so um, let's let's just look at these and let's just talk through them. Look at Verses 1 and 2, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful singing. And let's look at it from the standpoint of what is involved in this thanksgiving that we're we're to give. It's a a call to thanksgiving. And and the first is uh, to shout, to shout to the Lord. It's a call of exuberant praise to all the earth. It's it's us as God's people and as His church shouting to the whole world, God is the Lord, and it's that it's that conviction and that joy and that excitement that we want that word to go to the world. It's a it's an announcement. It's uh, sort of like the uh, the angels. will we'll look soon at, in December at the angels. The angels coming and making the announcement that Christ the Lord is born, and uh, it, it's like. The uh, announcement of perhaps a a, um, a political figure. I think they did that um, or do that in um, in England a, a lot with all the royalty. And I, I don't understand all that royalty stuff. And uh, you know, it's it's all very uh, confusing to me. But it's 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 nice to watch sometimes. But if the king or the queen comes out, they're always announced with a shout. I hear tell when I read the scriptures that one day we're going to hear a shout, and someone's going to be announced, um, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It's that idea of an exuberant praise, a shout, because of our king, amen? And this, this psalm uh, opens up with that shout to the Lord. Yeah, you ever stop to think when we come in here to worship and uh, we see that singing is, a, is attached, it should be joyful, it should be exuberant? There's no place to come in here with it doesn't mean you don't ever come in here and grieve. It doesn't mean you don't ever come in here and are heavy-hearted. But it does mean we have a biblical upper look. Because no matter how heavy the heart is, there's a God's grace that's abundantly above all we could ask or think. And, and we come in here to lift one another in, in praise, with a shout, with, with encouragement. You see there in verse 2a, serve the Lord with gladness. We're called to serve the Lord, not only just a shout to the Lord with exuberant praise from our life, but we're called to serve the Lord. Uh, we're called to be a living sacrifice. We could go over to Romans 12, couldn't we, 1, one and 2? We're, we're to be a living sacrifice. And it's our it's, it's reasonable service. It's, it's, what else could we do? He, he Don't you do that in your prayer time? Lord, help me to live for you who died for me. He died for me. He bore my sins. How can I not live for Him? And and this, this praise that, that comes from us in our in our service that that um, is often translated that that service our reasonable service that's spiritual service that's a that's a worship service. Our service is as worship unto the Lord. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do to the what to the glory of <coughs> excuse me of God. So what's involved in our thanksgiving, we're, we're to be exuberant and, and, and full of praise, and that's to be declared to the whole earth. We're, we're to serve um, the Lord with, this, with our lives being a living sacrifice um, to him, a lasting sacrifice, if I, if I might say. We, we serve until he calls us home. Doris is here this morning. Probably aches a little bit, probably a little pain. Here or there, but she's still here because she wants to shout exuberant praise, and, be, and and because she wants to serve the Lord. And you know, your presence is serving the Lord when we come here, when we come down here, when we join with God's people. That's a serving. We we serve sacrificially. We we serve lastingly. We, we serve lovingly for the for the glory of Christ. And, and in that service, we're we're called to. Sing. Look at verse 2 again. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with singing. We're to come before him with singing. Listen, God's put a new song in our heart, even praise on our lips. It's because he's lifted our feet out of a miry pit. Psalm 42. He's done that. He's done that for us. And so we have that new song in our heart. Songs of deliverance. Claude, the the song this morning, Thank You, Lord. I don't know about you. I'm sure there are times that this must be true. But um, there's nobody but Jesus and me. And, and, and we could go ahead and laugh right now and make jokes about my voice. Um, and no matter how bad the joke would be, it's, it's actually worse than that. I couldn't carry a tune. I could take a whole choir and get them off tune within about four notes. It's that bad. But I believe this with all my heart. When I get on my knees first thing in the morning, and when I sing to Jesus, he thinks they're the most beautiful words in the face of the earth. And I often think, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy salvation, not my salvation. If it was up to me, I would never be saved. Thy salvation, so rich and so free, just a joyous singing praises to our to our great god that 's the thanksgiving that we 're called to hear in this psalm that 's what 's involved our exuberant praise, our our service and our, and our, and our coming and our singing and, and, and how do we do this thanksgiving? Look at verse three, No... That the Lord Himself is God. No, we've got to know something. That is He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. It's not just our feelings. Feelings come and go. Sometimes we, we come in here or you get up in the morning for your devotion time and maybe you may not feel up. You don't have to be up to look up. Matter of fact, sometimes the further down you are, the easier it is to look up. And when when you do, you'll see him high and lifted up and you'll see him in, in all of his glory and you think about not what you don't know. There's a lot we don't know. There's a lot we don't know. Lisa, I don't know if the bridge will ever get built. I don't know if your kids will ever come to. I don't know if things will work out well at the wedding. We pray that we do, but there's a lot we don't know. And we can start focusing on what we don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Iraq and Iran. I don't know what's going to happen in Israel with Hamas. Do you know? I don't know. If you focus on CNN and Fox News and all of the rest of the stuff all day, if you focus on all the things that you don't know, you will be useless for God. You will be full of fear. You will be full of worry. And you will be totally distracted from what you do know. But what do we know? I know a Savior, don't you? I know a Lord who is Lord over all. I know a king who's coming, and his kingdom is forever. That's what we know. And so it's, it, it, it's because of what we know we give thanksgiving. We, we, we know he is the creator. And, and what a joy it is when I have those eye-opening moments in prayer. And I remember, hallelujah, I'm not God. I don't have to carry this. It isn't up to me. I don't have to get it done. I can literally cast it to him and I can trust in him and he'll handle it just fine. Isn't that a glorious thing when, when that realization of fresh and anew comes to you? Because we all try to be general managers of the universe, don't we? We all try to own it. We all try to control it. We all try to manipulate it. It's, it's in our flashes. It's in us. And every single time that God opens it up and reveals to us, No. No, I I have nothing to offer to God. And in fact, the only thing I need to do is just trust him. Come all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. We rest in him. We rest in his unsearchable promises. We rest in his character. He's God, I'm beyond the fact that he's God I'm his people and he's my God I'm the sheep of his pasture how amazing and how how wonderful is that look at number three where are we to do this thanksgiving well here they went to the temple We come here. We come here to the church. We come and we gather where God's people are gathered. We come to the gates and to the courts, and and we enter to give him praise and to give him thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. But just honestly, how do we get into his presence? Everybody can't get into his presence. It's not by feelings, but it's by what you know. And it's by who you know. I don't want to take it for granted that you're here today. And maybe you've had a good feeling. Maybe you've had a religious experience. But do you know? Do you know how to get into the gate? Do you know how to get into the inner courts? Do you know how to get into his presence? Because there's nothing more important than that. And I put the, I put the verses um, there for you. Jesus said that he's the only door. You find that in John, on John 10. He said, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter in by the door into the fold of the sheep but climbs up another way, he is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. I am the door. It's the only door. There isn't any other door in John 14:6 he said, "I'm the way, the truth and the life." It's not many ways. There's one way. It's a very exclusive way. John the Baptist when he announced the Messiah when you pray for Israel, and we should be, you pray that their eyes would be open and that they would hear John's message of two centuries ago. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. How do you get in? You've got to be in his book. You know the Lamb's got a list? The book of life. If you're not in the book, you're not in and if you're not in, you're destined for damnation. Hell is a real place. You don't have to go there. But you have to see yourself as God sees you. He is perfectly holy, righteous, and true. He is the creator, as he is stated here. He's God, you're not. And you have sinned. You've fallen short of the glory of God. You, you can't in any way, shape, or form measure up to him in merit one second in his presence. You're helpless and you're hopeless apart from him, but he sent his son to redeem you. A vicarious substitution is a big name we use. He stood in your place, condemned because of your sin, and having no sin in himself, he bore your sin on a tree that you might be granted his righteous robes, his perfect life, the great exchange, his righteousness, we get, he got our sin. But you must confess and believe to be saved, to be in his book. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, stand before the throne, and the books were opened, and another book were opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged from the things that were written in the books according to their deeds, and the sea gave up their dead which were in it, the dead, the death and Hades gave up their dead which were in them, and they were judged every one according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, that is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone's name not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, Revelation 21, and nothing unclean. And no one that practices abominations and lying shall ever come in, but only those names that are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name there? I pray that it is. If it's not, if you've got any doubts... I would love to spend some time with you this this week and talk talk with you and pray with you. Go back and read these verses. Um, God has a book. He is the coming king. He's your only hope. But you have to trust and believe. And when you do, then you'll be able to join all of us. As we give thanks, and we give thanks because the Lord is good. We give thanks because his mercy, that steadfast love, it's everlasting. It never ends. We keep sinning. We don't want to, but we keep sinning. But his, his blood continuously is applied, and it's everlasting. It's everlasting until that day we're shed from this vile body, and we're given a new one like him. Isn't that a glorious thought? And you know what? i got a brand-new great-grandbaby. Have you seen her pictures? Well, come and see me. I can show them to you. And it can be a fearful thing, thinking about this world and thinking about what we have given to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren about this world. But then I come back to this verse. Look at this verse again. Look at the last verse. Verse 5. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is how long? It's for everlasting In his faithfulness, how long is he going to be faithful with his gospel to deliver his people for all generations? That means there's hope for my little great-grandbaby and for for everyone that's still breathing. That means there's hope for you today. We don't have to be a pessimistic people. We can be an optimistic people, an exuberant praising people because of the gospel of our God. I, I hope that gives you renewed reason stirs up within you praise to our great God and King. How we do praise and thank you for so great a salvation and can it be that you would die for me. Amazing love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless your holy name. Amen. You're dismissed.